The first belief that holds musicians back is the if only. When I was 19 years old, music shop in Sydney advertised a ridiculous sale. The biggest potential score on the day, a guitar normally selling for $3,200, was only going to be $700. And of course there was one only. I wasn't interested in that one at all, but I was very keen on a number of the pedals that were reduced to $10 each. That was probably the beginning of the end for me with pedal buying. A couple of my friends wanted to buy some of the acoustics that were also slashed for the day. The sale was advertised to start at 9am on a Saturday, and so we arrived at 4.30pm on the Friday to see where everything was laid out in the shop and check out what else might interest us. And when we arrived, there was already another guy set up next to the entrance with a chair and a sleeping bag. He'd arrived at about four o'clock and he'd scoped out the shop and was set up for the night. That's what we were going to do as well. His goal was that guitar that was on sale from for $700. It was a Gibson Flying V model of some sort from, from memory. Not really into Flying V, so not super sure of that. But anyway, that's what I remember it being. Anyway, that's not the point. He was convinced that this instrument would be the answer to all his technical problems and it would make him a better player in an instant. I've met many players and had quite a few students and they've had that same belief. If only they had a particular instrument, a particular amp, a particular effect, a particular mouthpiece or whatever it might be, then somehow everything will be right in their musical universe and their playing will progress in leaps and bounds because they have this particular thing. Now, the guy who bought the Flying V took my number when we were talking and said he might call me for some lessons. And a few months later, he did. But when he turned up at my place, he was holding a Gretsch. As we sat down to start the lesson, I asked him about the Flying V. And he said that uh, despite his desperation and belief that he was going to buy this and his playing would transform, he in fact hated the instrument once he got it home. He found it very, very difficult to sit with, to practice, and it really just didn't do what he expected. So he sold it. Um, now, a quality instrument is a good thing, is important. If, if you know my instruments, you know that I certainly believe that. But what actually constitutes a quality instrument varies from musician to musician. Their current, current level of ability and also what they are happy with. And this also ties in with my next point. I'm gonna. Now, if you're listening from overseas, you not, might not be familiar with the term I'm gonna, or he's a gunner, because it's very much Australian slang. Uh, I shall put it back into the Queen's English for you, and it was he or she is going to, but because we're Australian, we'll go, they're gonna. Homes are filled with items bought with the best of intentions gathering dust, Jim see an uplift in attendance for a few weeks in January, and during the, the grip of Olympic fever with the London Games, one man was so inspired he resolved to swim the English Channel, to promptly be rescued soon after he left the English shoreline. I've known plenty of, of musicians who are exactly the same, always going to do something, and five years later they are going to do the same thing. Sure, sometimes you start something and it doesn't work out and you need to leave it. About six years ago, I, uh, I set myself the goal of running a marathon. I started a training program. I was very focused with it. And I'd worked up to being able to run 22 kilometers without feeling like I was about to die. 
And then during a soccer match, I was still playing soccer at the time, uh, during a soccer match, the tendon from my, was torn from my knee. Um, I had a collision with the other team's striker, carried off the field, taken to the uh, emergency ward, and the doctor advised me never to run again. So I didn't. Well, I actually tried a few times. It's not a pretty sight. Anyway, if this is your approach to music, you're going to find yourself very quickly left behind because there are people that are sitting around talking about what they're going to do while others are actually out doing it. Now, with all of this, another very common belief is that I'll never be able to do that. And you either tell yourself that or you listen to someone who tells you, tells you that and you believe them. Negative self-talk is quite common amongst musicians. To be honest, I experience this almost every day. And it doesn't help when other people also decide to chip in with their opinion. And often these are people who have no experience as musicians or they haven't actually progressed very far themselves. And they will declare that you will fail for whatever reason. I've said this before, but as a kid, I was told I'd never be any good at the guitar. So don't even bother trying. That was a kid at school in year seven. I remember him saying, just don't even bother, mate. You've got nothing. Uh, and I still remember that, obviously, because it kind of hurt at the time. Well, it did hurt at the time. Then I was told I'd never be good enough to play in a band. And by a band, I mean our garage band days, which were just damn awful. <laughs> then I was told I'd never be good enough to play in a pub or a club. Never be good enough to study music at uni. Never be good enough to be paid for playing anything. Never be good enough to play a particular piece or style. And the list goes on. Now, some of this has come from friends, some from family, and some from acquaintances. Most of whom are not musicians and have no idea about what being a musician actually involves. Some of the people that still tell me this today have never listened to a recording I've played on, never come to a gig, never actually heard me play in any fashion or in, in any location, so how would they know? They wouldn't. But to my detriment, I've let myself listen to some of these, some of these comments and, and this talk, and I've started to agree with it at times, and I've backed out of things when I shouldn't have. We do need to be objective with our abilities. Look, I know there are some pieces that I shall never be able to play, but it's not from lack of ability, but from my physical limitations. And it's not because I only have half a brain. Um, there are, a few one, there, are, look, there are a few wonderful Tommy Emmanuel pieces that I simply cannot play because Tommy's hands are much bigger than mine. When we've met and he's reached out his hand and we've shook hands, his fingers seem to go forever. No matter how much I work at it, I'll never have the same reach as Tommy and I have to accept that. There are other guitar players that are the same and it would be the same for pianists. There are some piano players that have got massive hands. You can't do anything about that necessarily. You might be able to adapt the piece, but you can't play it as originally intended. Anyway, to accomplish anything, we need to put in the appropriate amount of time and effort for what we wish to achieve and what our current level of ability is. Some things require a lot of work. Some things I can now make look easy, but who knows how many thousands of hours I've put into the guitar to be able to do that. Time, patience and consistent practice will get you to where you want to be. That's very important. The next self-limiting belief that we can hold on to is that we can't allow ourselves to make a mistake. To be honest, making mistakes in front of others terrifies me. Sometimes to the point of me making a mistake because I'm trying so hard not to make a mistake. I've had some epic failures as a musician. 
Some of them have been really confronting and depressing to deal with at the time. And I've said, I'm never playing again. I give up. I quit. But I've learned so much from them. And when I've gone back and looked at what went wrong, and I asked why I did it, I've learned a lot about myself as well. Has this ever actually stopped me from achieving anything as a musician? No, it hasn't. When I've been honest with myself, I've actually grown from that experience, both as a musician and as a person. Does anyone care about the mistakes I've made in the past? Not really. Probably 99% of the people haven't even realised I did. Or if they did know, they didn't really think anything of it. The ones who have decided to make something of it are normally ego-driven musicians who rubbish everyone else. Guitar players are particularly notorious for that. And you see them trolling on the internet on a daily basis. The thing is that most of the trolls don't ever post videos of their own playing, nor do they ever actually go out and play in public. So forget them, which I know is sometimes harder than, uh, than it seems. And if you struggle with stage fright, and that's causing you to make mistakes, try and find out why. But we'll discuss this in another podcast. I'm not ready. How many times do we think this? The truth is that we will never be ready. Music is a lifelong journey and we will always improve if we wish to. Yes, we need to be sensible about this. We need to have developed some skills. And those skills can be tested and refined after we experience using them in a real life situation. When I was at uni and uh, I played a gig with a group of men that were in their 70s, and I think even 80s. All were incredibly experienced musicians with very impressive resumes and they had worked with some of the biggest and best within the Australian music industry. It was a real challenge. I limped off the stage at the end of the night, my tail between my legs, feeling quite deflated and quite miserable, convinced that I would never play anywhere again. The band's music director, and his resume was very, very impressive, He put his arm around me and thanked me for playing and he talked to me about all the good things that I'd done that night. Then he told me to keep working because he said, I've had 55 more years of experience playing professionally than you. And that I shouldn't be beating myself up for playing a number of tunes live that I'd never actually heard of before the night and playing in a style of music I really hadn't played a lot of. It was a Latin American band. I was very much out of my depth. I still feel this way at times, especially with my singing, but I push myself through it, grow a little more, learn a little more, and be better prepared to do it next time. I'll never be as good as, insert the name there, all musicians of all levels say the same thing. We all have musical heroes and inspirations. All our heroes started out exactly where we did, playing in a bedroom or garage making a ton of mistakes and sounding goddamn awful. Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters has had plenty to say about this, from being a kid in a high school band being told to forget it, to now being in the biggest rock band in the world and playing in stadiums everywhere. You are going to be the best at being yourself. Find out who you are musically and pursue that. Yes, it is good to evaluate your ability against good players and work out how they did something or why they have achieved what they have, but it's better to measure your own level of success by comparing where you used to be to where you are now 
and by what your goals are and how you're achieving them.